The second part of today's reading continues from Luke chapter 2, verse 8. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and on earth peace to those on whom his favour rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Well, hi, everyone. If we haven't met, my name is Matt, and I'm one of the pastors here. And for just a few minutes, I want to explain to the adults and the kids why Christians believe that the message that the angels brought really is the best news anyone on the planet could ever hear. Kids, how do you reckon you'd feel if you're sitting around a campfire and uh, angels appeared in dazzling light? What do you reckon? What do you reckon that would be like? Well, we read before that the shepherds were terrified. But do you remember what the angels said to them in verse 10? I'll pop it up on screen. Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This Christmas, if you get why Jesus needed to come to our world why we needed God to send us a saviour and why Jesus is the wonderful saviour that we need, it really is something to celebrate amazingly this year. So today, for adults and the kids, I've just got three things for you to remember which will help you understand why Jesus coming that very first Christmas is such good news that will bring great joy for all the people. A message worthy of God announcing with glorious angels on that very first and very beautiful first Christmas night. So the first two things I want you to remember are the two big mistakes that we make as people uh, about the world and why that's such a problem. And then the one thing that God gets very right as he sends us Jesus. So what's the first thing we get wrong when we think about ourselves, the world and about God? Well, the first thing we get wrong is that we think our life belongs to us and we can live however we please. For the adults in the rooms, it's the mistake of loving our autonomy. That's a big word, isn't it, kids? You can practice that one in the car, on the road trip, over Christmas, autonomy, which is really thinking our life belongs to us and doing whatever we like, living by our rules just to please us and those who we choose to love. That's autonomy. And to help you grasp why that's such a big mistake, I want you to think about a painter 
making a beautiful piece of art. So who amongst the kids here likes painting and doing art? Yes, there's a few yeses straight away. That's fantastic. I think kids' art is creativity at its best. Now, I want to show you one of my favourite paintings that I used with permission from my now 14-year-old son, Jack, that he did when he was four years old. I'll get Esty to pop it up on screen uh, there. Now, I came home from work one day and I saw this painting hanging on the wall near the back door from Jack's day at ELC and instantly I loved it. Little four-year-old Jack came running out to say welcome home. We hugged and I said, Jack, did you paint that today? And he said, yeah. And I said, Jack, I love it. That is a great painting of a bear. Now, Jack's expressions just sort of changed. His face dropped a little bit and he said to me, that's not a bear, Dad, that's Jesus. He shook his head and walked off. <laughs> now, kids, one of the best things about making something like a painting or a sculpture is that you own what you create. One of my many nephews, he painted some Christmas cards, sold them online on Facebook Marketplace, and he made enough money to buy himself a stand-up paddleboard. Isn't that amazing? Because you own what you create. Now, the Bible tells us that uh, God is the creator of the whole world and that he's a wonderful creator, making the sand and the water. There's a, a great shot of the Australian coast there. The deserts and the skies, animals of all types in places like we have here in Australia. And because he loves us, he's given us so much to enjoy in his creation. I'm really looking forward to a surf these summer holidays. God owns it all and because he created it and since God created both you and me, we belong to him too. Yet we think it's a bad idea generally to belong to someone else. So what we do is we push God away, we break the relationship that we were created for and tell ourselves it's our right to live by our own rules. Now, the second thing we get wrong is that we tell ourselves that we can do it all on our own, that we already have everything we need to live the good life. Now, kids, who of you can tie your own shoelaces? Show of hands. Did you find that hard to learn? Now, did you sometimes... Now, parents, you might resonate with this. Did you ever have a child who you tried to help them show them how to do shoelaces and they pushed your hand away and said, no, I can do it, despite not really having any idea how to tie their shoelaces at all? Well, kids, adults kind of do that sometimes too in different ways. But what the Bible tells us is that we all do it to God. God wants to show us how to live. He's our loving creator. He wants us to pray to him, to look to him for teaching and to provide what we need in life. Yet we say in our hearts, like a young child with shoelaces, no, I can do it. Now imagine, kids, if you said to mum and dad, from tomorrow I want to live by my own rules. I don't need your help. I don't want anything from you. How do you reckon your week ahead would work? might be a little hard, don't you think? Good luck getting a home loan at the moment, buying your own house and food. But what would it say about your relationship with mum and dad? It wouldn't be good, would it? It would break a part of your relationship. 
Well, the Bible tells us that the whole world has done that to God. We say to God, I don't want to belong to you. I want to do it my way. And instead of listening to God and relying on him, we say to God, no, I can do it. That's the two things that we get wrong about life. And sadly, when you put them together, we make quite a mess of things. We make a mess of so many of our relationships and we hurt each other. We don't look after God's beautiful world particularly well and it's kind of groaning along. By ourselves, you have to be honest, we haven't worked out a fair way for everyone to have enough and so many go hungry while so few have so much. And cut off from an eternal and all-powerful God, having broken the relationship, sadly, death is a thing that one day comes for us all. And we think to ourselves, well, this is as good as it gets. I'll just try and make the best of things and find happiness where I can. And as God looks down, seeing us living by our own rules, relying on ourselves instead of him, he likens it to living in darkness. Yet even though we get those two things very wrong, kids, do you know what God gets very right that first Christmas? Well, God loves us so much, he says, I have to do something about this. I need to save them from themselves. I need to send them light and understanding and illumination. Even though they hurt each other, even though they make a mess of my beautiful world, even though they've said to me, I don't need you, I love them too much to let it go on this way forever. God says, I want to save them. I want to forgive their sins, bring light to their world and make peace with people forever. In the verses just before the birth of Jesus that we read uh, before, God announces why he's sending his son to his world. We'll just pop them up on screen. We're told he's sending Jesus to give his people the knowledge of salvation through the forgiveness of their sins because of the tender mercy of our God by which the rising sun will come to us from heaven to shine on those living in darkness and in the shadow of death, to guide our feet in the path of peace. Through Jesus, God shows us it's actually a wonderful thing to belong to God and that he extends an invitation for all of us to be a part of his family. He shows us that we can call on God daily and depend on him as we were always created to live as those who belong to him. Kids, if you're ever wondering, that's really what a Christian is. It's someone saying to God, I want to belong to you again. I want to listen to you and I want to depend on you. And not only does Jesus, as he walks this earth, show us how to live, he says if you come back to him, you'll take care of our record of sins against God and one another and that we can be with him forever and that we no longer need fear death because we can be with him forever in heaven, in the new creation he promises to make. That life can once again be eternal, at peace with God. Now, I realise in a, a group uh, today like this, not everyone might believe that, but I hope you can see the logic of why Christians think, if this is true, this is the best news to share with all people everywhere. 
why angels would announce this news saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favour rests. We're going to have uh, the band come up now and they're going to do an item for us. So you can just stay seated and listen along. And it's reflecting on Jesus or one of his many sort of terms, one of his self-designations as light of the world. So enjoy this musical item. Thanks so much for coming today with carols. We've got more carols to sing. We hope you can join us for dinner afterwards and have a really great Christmas. But for now, enjoy this item. (laughs) 